I'm Chris Yao, joined as always with Maurice Patton. We are Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, and we're coming to you live weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. with the most in-depth coverage of local high school sports and more. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. If you want to hear our thoughts regarding the Atlanta Braves, the Tennessee Titans, area colleges, and more, be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday, 9 to 11, weekdays, 1017 WKOM. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, along with Mo Patton, JP Plant on the controls. We are talking high school football playoffs all morning, as much as we can. Lots to talk about. And no better place to start than Lewis County. They, uh, they advanced to the second round last week with a pretty convincing win. I'm convinced. <laughs> they convinced because <laughs> they, they're playing tonight. They convinced Scott's Hill. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's um, you know, when you when you're talking about some of these some of these games that we saw last week, you go, all right, well, maybe um, maybe four teams is too many. But hey, who are we and what do we know? Um, but tonight, Lewis County hosts Decatur County Riverside, and it'll be a good one. To talk about that game, we have Lewis County head coach, Bobby Sharp. Coach, welcome in. Glad to be here. Coach, appreciate you taking a little time with us this morning. Um, as we mentioned, 40-7 to seven over Scotts Hill to open the playoffs. Um Moving to eleven and zero on the season, what are your impressions about your Panthers right now? Well, you know, the biggest obstacle we got, of course, in our mind right now is is Parsons. Uh, they've knocked us out last two years, and they've done a great job against us. And of course, you know, we've been able to beat them in the regular season the last two years. But when it comes to playoffs, they have, they've had our numbers, so you know, we got a big challenge. Friday thirteenth, and you know it's third time around. We're playing them. You know we surely, you know, we, we make a competitive game tonight. With a win tonight, you guys would make the state quarterfinals for the first time since 2013, when you lost at CPA in the state semis. You know what do you like about your team right now? Because many folks, including Chris and I feel like you've got a shot to um to make that run all the way to Cookville this time. Well, I don't know about that. I certainly we've got we've got a good football team and uh, we've got a young football team. We're not, you know, we're going to lose about 3 off of offense and probably 2 off defense, so we're really really young and but you know, we like our chances. You know, we just got to come out and play ball. We lost uh, a real good tackle week 7. Uh, it's, I mean, a really good football player. It's kind of hurt us a little bit. We're finally getting back on our feet because of that. But hopefully, you know, if we get through this game, we just take them one at a time. That's the only way to do it, right? Is go one and zero in the playoffs. That's a well, one. You need to be one one and zero in advance, or you know, 
going to be one and one, you're going home. So that's the way it is in the playoffs, and that's the great thing about it, too. Yeah, uh, you know, you've seen this team already once this year. Got to got to win in week one against them. What, you know, again, it was an eight to seven win. So this is a game that you guys are certainly, uh, they're going to be looking to, to get revenge, but also, I mean, it's a game that you know that your kids have to prepare as best they can for. Well, here's the good thing about this football game. When we played week one, it was more like a scrimmage. I mean, gotcha. than, than it was a really a football game because, you know, we had no preseason scrimmages, no jamborees had been played. There were no film. And, you know, you just kind of played it off the cuff. And then we get in that ball game and, and hang around and, and have a chance to win it at the end. And uh, that was big. And, and like I said before, you know, with a lot of young kids coming in for the first time, being able to do that, you know, the good thing, this is a great gauge of how far they've come throughout the year for both football teams. I would think, Coach, that there's not necessarily a whole lot that you can take out of a week one matchup in week, what, 13. But what what do you feel like you guys take out of that game into this one? Well, you know, the, the great thing about that football game, it exposed all the weaknesses like scrimmages do and areas that you really need to work on. Of course, it did for them too. But, you know, for us being so young, you know, being able to, to, to kind of figure out uh, COVID, how you had to deal with those kids that were going to be out and, you know, with the ones that you had who were at practice and, and what you really had to get done to be better by this time of year. I mean, that, that's what, what I took out of it. And, of course, playing tonight, you, you know, there's two entirely different football teams that will be playing compared to that first ball game this year. One thing that you guys have in your back pocket is since that 8-7 win over Riverside, you've only been held below 28 points on one occasion. That was in your regular season finale against Forrest, um, winning that one 7 nothing. I mean, I would think you've got to feel really good about the way your offense is performing in particular. Well, they, they've done a great job. Of course, you know, the big thing that's helped us, we've got an old coach that's, that's really helping coordinate our offense, a guy named Wes Elrod. And, I mean, he's really, you know, uh, added a lot to, to our team, you know, doing a lot of film study for us and everything, especially on the offensive side as well as the defensive. But, you know, it's every week it's a different game plan, different defense, and, you know, it's a great challenge. And, of course, you know, when, when you've been in as long as I have, you know, uh, you, you kind of look at every game, man, take advantage of it because you don't know if you're going to be around much longer or not coaching this game. But, so that's why I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's another opportunity to, com- to compete the way this year has been. And, uh, you know, we're finally back at full strength. I know when we played Forest, we had like six kids out. And, you know, tonight we, we'll have all but one back 100%, except, you know, my big tackle got hurt against Eagleville. So, you know, it, it'd be good, I mean, you know, to see where, where we're at. Coach, the winner of this game will play the winner of Forest Waverly. As we mentioned, you guys defeated Forest 7 nothing. In the final game of the regular season, Waverly defeated 
Loretto last week, 43-7. Forrest won over East Hickman, 28-7. You know, what do you expect out of that ball game? How much do you know about Waverly? Obviously, you played Forrest. But... Well, hey, I'm going to tell you what. Forrest does does a great job. And, and all year long, you know, they've struggled with kids being quarantined. And I know when they came back against us, they were, they were full, you know, full go against us, which, you know, a lot of those kids we hadn't seen on film. But uh, – uh, you know, I Forrest got a good football team, and Waverly's got their hands full tonight. And you know, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Forrest can go there and knock them off. Okay. And I and I'm not taking anything away from Waverly. I'm just saying that that Forrest is, you know, they've gone to Waverly for the several, last several years and come up empty-handed, and that might not be the case tonight. Okay. Your defense, coach, has been playing fantastic. I know Mode mentioned offensively, but uh, you know, you've given up a total of 99 points this year in 11 football games. That's uh, that's something you got to be really proud of. Well, I am, and, and and some of those points, you know, have come off special teams. Some of them have come off our offense turning the ball over and then picking it up running it in. And, and, of course, most of those scores came against our second bunch, but, you know, our defense, I mean, they really carried us all year long. And uh, I've got a I've got a young defense coordinator that played for me, uh, Andrew Lawson. That's doing an unbelievable job with our defense, and he uh, I think this is his third year, and he just keeps getting better and better. And uh, you know he comes up with his own game plan, and uh, you know our defense will play well tonight. Uh, you know that's what that's not an area of concern for me. That's a, that's a good bla- that's a good place to be as a head coach. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, um, as Chris mentioned, you guys are eleven and zero. Um, the fact that you actually played eleven ball games—I mean, there's no COVID wins in here or anything like that. The the fact that you guys were able to to, to answer the bell eleven times this season—I mean, obviously got to be some luck in there. But you guys have got to be doing some things right as well with respect to this whole pandemic situation, I would think. Well, I, we did a Zoom meeting with Derek Hunt in Marvel early in the summer. And, you know, the, the thing we were trying to, to get off them was not their offense or defense, but their mindset on dealing with this. And the one thing that, you know, he shared with us, he felt like, you know, the best team might not win this thing this year. It might be the team <laughs> – that does the things right to stay healthy. And so, you know, we, we took that to heart and, you know, we, we, so far we've been fortunate that, you know, a majority of our players have been there at every football game. And, and most of the kids that have been uh, quarantined have been uh, young kids. And of course we're not even letting them practice now and trying to keep them away from the older kids. And, you know, we've gone, uh, full virtual with most of our starters and that's helped and our administration's been good about doing that so you know being smart has probably helped more this year than anything and that, that goes back to that zoom meeting we had this summer coach i've been saying it all year if there was any way for me to as a coach to to have all my kids be virtual if it's at all possible they're going to be virtual <laughs> yeah. uh, because you're exactly right getting getting to that point you know getting to this point in the season is as much about preparing co- for COVID as it is for preparing preparing against your opponent. 
Well, it, it is. And here's the tough thing. You're sitting in class and they come in and they, they tell you, well, you got player B. He's going to be quarantined because he was sitting by this student or he was sitting by that student. And he's going home for 14 days. Hey, that, that's a killer now, I'm telling you. And and some of these programs that have had these COVID losses, that's what they've had to deal with. And like you said, we've been real fortunate so far that, that we haven't. And, of course, our administration allowing us after week 10 to go virtual with a lot of our kids has really, really helped. Coach Sharp, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Um, good luck to you all this weekend as you take on Decatur County Riverside for the second time this season and what, the sixth time in three years? Yep, yep. It's And the thing about it, hey, this thing's flip-flopped like this for several times. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going all the way back into 2000. Uh, you know, we, we had some football teams that would win. One would win during regular season. The other would win in the playoffs. And uh, the bad thing for us, it's flipped. We used to lose in regular season then win in the playoffs, and they kind of flipped that on us. And we, we've got to try to get that flip back tonight. But I appreciate you having me on and talking about Lewis County. Absolutely, Coach. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. When we come back, we're going to talk more high school football. We've got plenty of playoff games to get to. Um the last time Lewis County gave up fewer than 99 points in a year was in 2006. And they went 10 and 2 that year, 1 and 1 in the playoffs. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, we got plenty of high school football to talk about on the other side of this break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Wade is going to look over the offense. He's going to keep it. Wade's not touched. Wow. Pity, baby. There's Summit on the board, 10-26 in the first quarter. It's almost like a butter knife cutting hot butter as he slices in and out. Wade gets it. He's going to fake it. He's going to throw it. Wade's got all day. To the corner. Got it. Touchdown. The playoffs live on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here, along with Maurice Patton and JP Plant. 23 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock in Columbia, Tennessee, and it is a beautiful day. B E A beautiful on West 7th. There you go, Dr. Marzak. Yeah. I liked it. Oh, that, yeah. was he, that was his thing too. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he wasn't the the original, but no, that's that was... how he ended his show every every week. That's a uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah, um, it, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Chris has got the hair too. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that makes sense. He has some sensibilities uh, of character. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there you go. A bea beautiful day. It is. It's a Chamber of Commerce day. It is a Chamber of Commerce day. That is exactly what today is. I think is. Mike Keith used that last week. Man. It was. Mm-hmm. Sunday was. Yep. Last night, not so no, much. No, no, no. But anyway, we said we weren't going to get into that. And we're not. Okay. <laughs> it's over and done with. <laughs> there you was hope, a football game last you're night? You're hoping by Monday people will have forgotten. 
I, I didn't even realize there was a game last night. Mm-hmm. After we left DBs, they kept playing. I thought I thought the Titans won seventeen ten. The answer no, they did not. <laughs> the, the Titans didn't. They did not. Yes. <laughs> One team came out of the locker room. Wait a minute, they counted those points. Yeah, we should just stayed there with the pizza and the rainbow sherbet mimosas. We'd have been just fine. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Was we shouldn't have left DB. Yes. And, uh, and the triple chocolate. And the triple chocolate. By. by the way, I had a couple of bites of that last night. Worth it. Oh yes, yes. And, and the Jack Daniels uh, pecan pie, mm-hmm. um, it's just enough to remind you that it lives up to its name. There we go. Gotcha. Speaking right. of. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was nice. <laughs> speaking of Jack Daniels. Yes, yeah, speaking of Jack uh, Daniels. What a segue, JP. That was great. Let's that give was... him a, a master's golf clap. Mm-hmm. Give him a master's Thank golf you. clap. Thank you. <laughs> Jack Daniels, located in Moore County. Lynchburg. In Lynchburg. Also home of the Moore County Raiders. And to talk about the Moore County Raiders' second-round playoff game tonight against Huntingdon um, is Moore County News editor, David Knox. David, welcome in. Hey, guys. David is a uh, former co-worker of mine down in Alabama. And moved up to Tennessee, and actually, I guess he moved here before he stopped working in Alabama. He, yeah, he he was traveling. You were were you traveling down that last football season? That's actually true. I was. I oh. was uh, making the trek. It's a heck of a commute. About as about as long a trek as I'll have tonight. So. <laughs> it's, it, That's not a short trip. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a, a very physical. Hard-hitting game with both teams playing. Really looks like both teams are playing their best ball of the season. That's all you can ask for in the playoffs, right? I mean, that's, what, that's, that's when what you, you want to be doing it. And like you said, this Moore County team is 10-1 and on the year. They're only lost to Fayetteville uh, middle of the season. This is a team that, that we've talked about in the last three or four weeks their senior leadership is the key to this team. Uh, the Kyler and Tyler show is what I call it. Would that be well, accurate? That's, that's true, but you're leaving out a Mr. Football semifinalist in Caden Parker. Uh, Caden's white, the coach's eldest son, so don't leave him out. Well, see, I I didn't even think about that. They got, <laughs> uh, you know, really when you talk about Moore County, it's, you know, you got to talk about the head coach first. First-year head coach, Chris White, came in, changed the offense and defense, and operates out of the spread now, the ditch-the-wing tee, and it's really fit their personnel, including those seniors you talked about. Uh, it's They've got a lot of skilled players with speed, and it's just, it's just fit them perfectly. And Kyler Parker is the first of the two Mr. Football semifinalists, and he's had a great year quarterback. Um thrown for over 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns. And he's also the leading rusher with 893 yards and 13 touchdowns. So he's got to have a good game. You know, David, um, when, when you talk about coming in and changing the offense, particularly in an offseason that was barely existent, I mean, how how obviously they haven't missed a beat 
but that was pretty ambitious on Chris White's part, was it not? It's, it certainly was, and that's exactly part of the why I started with Coach White because it's been uh, a transformation that would be difficult under any circumstances, but in COVID season, it's been uh, miraculous, really. Um, they've uh, not missed a beat, and they've gotten better as the season's gone along. You know, and when you talk about the seniors on this team, so many of these guys obviously had played for Jason Dobbs, who left relatively late in the game to join the um, coaching staff over at Oakland. To to go from the wing tee, to go from Jason Dobbs, going to a new offense under a new coach in a year of COVID, and again – just not missing a beat. Obviously, you got to give Chris White and his staff a lot of credit, but you got to give these athletes a lot of credit for yeah. the quote, and it's such a cliche, but for buying in. Absolutely. And one of those, uh, one that Chris mentioned, uh, running back Tyler Smith is an unsung hero. Coach calls him, he's got two Mr. Football semifinals, but he calls him his MVP because he's had to give up a lot of carries from the wing tee to go to the spread offense. And he's did it without, you know, without a thought. He's a very uh, unselfish kid, and he's one of the leading seniors on the team. He's rushed for 827 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's averaging nine yards a carry. So That's not bad. That's pretty good. And on defense, he makes plays all over the field. Last week, he had a sack, forced the fumble, picked it up, and ran it in for a touchdown. So... He is a key. He's not one of the Mr. Football semifinalists, but he, I think he could have been just as well as the other two. So he's had a great season. And it, it's, it's that way up and down the line of really buying into the spread and knowing it fit the, the four seniors they've got at wide receiver fit them very well. And it's just uh, they've made a lot of explosive plays. And I think they'll have to do that tonight to stay in the game with Huntington. Where were those four wide receivers – in the wing tee. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that. I would think that kind of had to be a godsend for those guys. I mean, playing receiver in the wing tee is you're just a, yeah, yeah, you're you're just a downfield blocker basically. I mean, right. hey, wait a minute, you're gonna you mean you're gonna throw me the ball? That that had to be a godsend for those guys. Seriously. Well, they love it. I mean, they've loved it, and it's. Uh, and and they, I think they knew with the speed they had at the skill positions that this was the way to go because they're not really big in the offensive line. So uh, they do still run the ball. They, you know, they try to be balanced and they've run for a lot of yards. But uh, you know, uh, it's opened up. The spread has opened up the run. Mm-hmm. And I think tonight they'll probably pass to set up the run tonight. Um, and like I say, I think they're going to need some explosive plays on offense and on defense they're just going to have to make Huntington earn its yards and force a turnover or two I understand Huntington's had some problems with turnovers so they're going to need to force some, a couple of turnovers um, this this offense is really good more counties is they've they've punted a grand total of 14 times in 11 games uh, Caden White is also their punter by the way <laughs> averages 36 yards a kick <laughs> and uh, but they don't punt very often so this is a team that you know you've got to stop in order to to be successful against them now I, I will be curious to see how 
how they match up against this Huntington team because, you know, sometimes it's a little easier to uh, to defend a team that you're familiar with, but obviously Chris White's not super familiar with Huntington. Right. Is, right. It's, you know, Coach White is a defensive coach first, and he's the coordinator of the defense. And, you know, you can't simulate what uh, what Huntington does in practice. So, you know, I think that's going to be a challenge. I think they'll have to make some adjustments. And they'll just – they need to not give up big plays and force them to drive the field against them, uh, I think, to have a chance, really. At the same time, though, David, I'm not sure, particularly at the Class 1A level, you can – simulate what what Moore County is doing now offensively. I mean, you just don't see a whole lot of spread at the 1A level with with that number of receivers that you can get involved in, especially if you're spreading to run. I mean, you've got a lot of field to defend, and to try to get ready for that in a week's time has to be a little bit of a challenge, which has to work in Moore County's advantage as they work their way through the bracket, I would think. Right, and I think that's what's so interesting with the different styles of play uh, tonight will be something else that's kind of an interesting thing to watch um, because of what you just said. Uh, neither team really can can duplicate they, that in practice. Right, and it's, it's such a big deal. I mean, you're talking about going – which I guess po- on the positive side, these kids have played in the wing tee, so they understand – the idea of what it is, mm-hmm. you know, how do you have any idea how, how Chris White has prepared or is he just kind of, you know, doing it like he would normally do any other week? Uh, I really don't. Uh, I think he's, he's probably uh, watched a lot of film and, <laughs> uh, and come up with something special for Huntington. Um, if I knew, I wouldn't be at liberty to say, I don't think. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I do to... think when you get to this point, though, as as we've heard other coaches say over the course of the last couple of weeks, to a large degree, it's more about what you do than what they do. And you going out and kind of dictating things on both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've got to execute. And you do, you're you. You do mm-hmm. you at this point. You know, um, uh, you know, Chris knows definitely uh, about the. They all know about the tradition. They played played them two years ago in the in the playoffs in Huntington one forty one nineteen. But this is a totally different team uh, than that team. And uh, what Coach White told me when he first took the job, the first school that was mentioned to him was not better rival Huntland or Cartersville, but it was Coach. You got to beat Huntington. Oh wow! We know the road. The road goes through Huntington to where they want to get, which is the state championship game. And that makes complete sense. I mean, it really does. This is, you know, this Huntington team is is the team that you have to beat if you want to get to that level and get to a point where you know you're playing for a state title. This is a team. Huntington went to the semifinals last year. Quarters the last, you know, two years before that. It's this is it. I mean. Class 1A runs through Huntington. They have pretty much established themselves as the measuring stick. At the same time, a win here tonight pretty well sets up a rematch with the Region 5 1A champion, Fayetteville, who 
defeated Moore County 28-22 earlier in the year, um, back on um, September 18th, for the Raiders' only loss of the year. And obviously, David, nobody in Lynchburg is looking ahead. But at the same time, the thought of being in position to avenge your only regular season loss has to be motivating. Yeah, one of the things that one of the coaches said after that game with Fayetteville was, we'll We'll see see these guys again. again. (laughs) We'll see these guys again. And uh, this time it would be a home game for Moore County. So that's going for them. But I know that that's a a motivation. But like you said, they're not looking – players and coaches aren't looking ahead. The the fans are probably – Got it all mapped out. You know? <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. Get, getting a chance to see Fayetteville again would be great for football in our area for sure. You know, I would I would love to see it. We there'd definitely be a, a lot of eyes on that ball game. Huntington has had to play this region in three consecutive games the last three years so you know it's a that's a tough one uh yeah they're, they're probably tired of seeing uh region 5 1a but you know this is i mean this is one of the toughest regions in the state of tennessee and moore county nine and one heading into this game with a lot of confidence and we are really excited to see what happens tonight dave you'll be there i i presume you said oh, yeah. you're, you said you're headed over there um, You're not on the road yet. <laughs> I'm all gassed up. No, <laughs> I have to hold down the office for a few more hours. So you never you know, know. Closing up shop and getting in the car and heading on the road to what I think is going to be a classic football game. Well, we will definitely be uh, paying attention. Are you going to be uh, updating us score wise on Twitter? Can you can you help us out there at least? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'll be. I don't know what we're going to be. Uh, how how we're going to find out other than I guess Coach Mike on the, the the scoreboard show. We'll know there. But David Knox, the editor of the Moore County News, and also musician, teacher, husband, dad, Christian, and unrepentant goofball. <laughs> as yeah, per his right. bio on Twitter. <laughs> He's a musician. That that's another thing. He, he you teach uh, you teach is it guitar? Yeah, mostly guitar. Yeah, multi-talented yeah, in Tullahoma, and uh, have a church choir still in Birmingham. So I still make a three-hour drive to Birmingham every weekend. So goodness gracious, I'm well, used to being on the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're you've done the job that you've done for the better part of your life, it, it being on the road is second nature. Yeah, it is. Well, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate talking about the game. Absolutely. It's going to be a great one, and we'll be looking forward to your report on it. And when we come back, we are going to talk just a little bit more about um, high school football and perhaps some college stuff uh, that we talked we're, about last night. We're probably going to talk a little high school basketball. High school hoops? Well. Let's talk about high school hoops on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 